Hey there, welcome to Woman Talk, We Talk, a bilingual podcast. Every week, we'll sit down with an amazing woman to chat about topics such as tech, startups and entrepreneurship, woman empowerment, and other personal stories of how they found their success. Let's get started. Becky Fagan is an online business coach for beginner coaches looking to sign their first high-ticket clients and then scale to consistent 10K months. She likes to take a holistic approach to coaching by blending together mindset, strategy, and a little bit of woo. She scaled her business to six figures within 16 months by focusing her energy on aligned action. Welcome to the show, Becky. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, we're really excited to have you too. So to give a little context to our listeners, can you tell us a little bit more about your story and and where you were 16 months before and where you are now and how you got here? Yeah, absolutely. So it's funny, actually, I, I started my business in September of 2018. So a little bit more than 16 months ago. And basically what I say when I share that the story of scaling to six figures in 16 months, I love sharing it because um, it feels really realistic when, when you know entrepreneurs in the online space go to start a business, they tend to see six figures in six months or these really short timeframes and it feels really daunting to them. So it's fun to share my story because it, it feels more possible for people. So essentially from September of 2018 to December of 2018, that was the first couple of months of my business. but. I had no idea what I was doing. I was not tracking my income or anything. So I recognized that I had a business those four months, but I don't count them in terms of hitting any type of goals <laughs> monetarily. Um, but so I, I was in a place where I had the opportunity to be able to start my own business and I took it and ran with it because it just, I'm just, I'm not a great employee. I'm a really great boss. And, you know, a young person doesn't get to be a boss right away unless they do it themselves. Um, so I started my business and I had a background in social media management and marketing. So I started doing marketing and um, social media management, but it just didn't feel aligned for me. And then I discovered this world of coaching. So I got into coaching. Um, was doing marketing coaching because that was my background. And I always had this vision of, okay, I want to become a business coach. That's the end goal for me. So I did marketing coaching for a couple months. Um, January of 2019 was when I first really officially like launched coaching packages and I flopped. I didn't get any clients at first. I launched and nobody, a few people bit, but nobody signed up with me. And I felt really defeated and it, it sucked, honestly. And um, ultimately what happened was at the time I still had one management client and I said, well, I'm making some money. So let me just lower my prices like crazy and just get some clients and call it like a beta round and just give it a try. So I did that and I signed seven clients. I got on seven sales. I closed all seven sales calls I got on. So that was like a huge thing for me. Um, it was really, really low pricing, like a couple hundred bucks for like weeks, like six weeks of one-on-one -on -one coaching. So it was pretty crazy. Um, but it got me into it. So I did that. And from there, I just started to grow. Um, I've, I, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of like constantly working with coaches. So I always have coaches pretty much. And I, you know, I felt kind of stuck after that. I was like, okay, I can launch again, but this just does, it still didn't feel aligned. I was very into strategy, but there's this mindset side of business that I didn't even know about. 
And I knew that to really scale, I wasn't, it wasn't going to work the way I was running my business. I was, I was going to be stuck if I continued. And I was maybe making $2,000 US a month at that point. So I had a long ways to go. Um, and, and that's before like taking taxes out and stuff. So really not very much money at all when you really think about it. Um, so I hired another coach and I decided to finally step into this business coach role. I, I had learned things about sales at this point. So real, realistically, the two main core topics when it comes to, you know, being a business coach is the marketing aspect and the sales aspect, right? So once I had both of those, I was like, okay, I can do this now. So I stepped into that and last summer, Summer of 2019 was when things really started to um, shift for me. Um, I went from not really making any money in my business. I launched a group program and I had um, a $13,000 launch. So that was like the start of getting my, like bringing in good money. Um, And things really shifted from there and continued to grow. And ultimately the big um, turning point, the biggest, so there were two really big turning points there. The first one was realizing I needed help with mindset and not just the strategy and strategy alone wasn't going to do it for me. And then the next turning point was a couple months ago, I started working with this new coach. And what we realized together was that essentially I was get being given all these other coaches blueprints to their success. So I was following other people's business blueprints for their businesses, but what works for one business can't work for all businesses. So we realized that essentially I was given all the right ingredients, but the recipe I was I received was wrong, right? The recipe that I was given for business was not my recipe, so it wasn't working. Um and so some people might say, well, it was working. You were making good money. You had this $13,000 launch and another one because I had two of those and all that kind of stuff. But when you really think about it, what, we can look at the fact that it wasn't working because all of last year, when most and most of my income came the last six months of the year, but all of last year, I'm very open about income. I think everybody is in this entrepreneur world. It, it's part of the story is what it's become. But all of last year, I made around $52,000 in my business. The past four and a half months of this of 2020, I've made that exact same money. In four and a half months, I did that. So that just goes to show that the shift was in taking the ingredients that I was given and reorganizing them essentially into my own recipe um, for my business that worked for me. So that's really what got me to where I, I'm at now is really like stepping into my own power and recognizing that I had all the pieces. I just need to put them into place for what worked for myself. Um, and that's the really, even though that still was a couple of minutes long of an explanation, that's actually the really short version of my story. Um, but I could probably talk about myself for like two hours, which is ridiculous, <laughs> but the truth. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of what brought me to where I am today. Right. So one question might be, how did you get started? And like, what you know, you've figured out marketing and you figured out sales and you were on socials. What did you do to get started on your business, on marketing your business? Great question. So essentially, the background behind all this is that before I started my business, I had marketing experience. So that's why I went into that. So I, um, I'm a writer at heart. I'm a very good writer naturally. And so I majored in journalism in college. I had a business minor. So with that, I realized that at first, my dream was always I wanted to be the um, – the editor in chief of Travel and Leisure magazine. That used to be my dream. Um, but what, 
But what ended up happening was that all my internships in college were a mix of editorial work at magazines and the social media side. So I started to learn a lot about social media marketing. And then I was a blogger in college. And I had so I had this background in digital marketing between my internships and my own experience of trial and error. And I was like buying online courses to learn this stuff in college and my downtime for fun. Like my friends were watching TV and I was watching videos on how to master Instagram (laughs) when I was in college in my downtime. So that's kind of the background there. So essentially, there's usually like two kinds of people that come into this online entrepreneur space, because I do think that online entrepreneurship, like coaches um, and services online, it, it is totally different than the like outside world of entrepreneurship. Like it's not anything like corporate. It's like it's our own little like space in here, right? And so either you're a creative or you're like a health coach or a mindset coach or something um, like something like that. Or you're, I was trying to think of a word for it, but I couldn't really think of a word to bring those all together. But so you're one of those, like a creative or a health coach or a mindset coach or a fitness coach, whatever, or you have skills in the actual business side of things. So I, and, and if you have skills in the business side, you can also be like a really good coach and that's awesome. And the other side is they're probably all really good coaches. You all probably have really great services, but you don't know the business side to business and that's okay. And that's what people like me are here for. So essentially I started out already knowing how to market myself, how to sell, like in some capacity, how to sell myself. What I didn't know, that's why I hired coaches so I could learn what I didn't know. Um, But if you don't know what you, if you don't know the marketing side, then that's the thing that's going to hold you back is how, how do we market ourselves? So the basic thing is what do you have to do to get started? You would realistically, if you want to build your business online, you need to pick a platform. I personally recommend Instagram. I mean, I think TikTok is is a great addition these days because it's so easy to go viral on TikTok, right? Facebook, I love to like build connection and stuff, but I don't find Facebook a really uh, realistic way to to scale a business. Um, It's it's a great backup. So now that I am... I've mastered Instagram and I utilize Instagram and that's in my non-negotiables every day to show up and utilize Instagram. I'm now able to continue to scale even further through Facebook because I have the time and energy for it because I've made that time and energy over time in my business. But um, essentially you want to pick a platform, right? So either one of the three, I don't, again, don't recommend Facebook. Facebook can be like the background thing, like an add-on later, but I don't think it's a realistic way to scale like I already mentioned. So let's say you pick Instagram. You, you, when you hear the words like, how do I market myself? It's determining who do you want to target and how are you going to target them and how are you going to speak to them? So it's, I can, this is like a huge topic in and of itself. And I'm trying to think of how do I bring this down to make it as simple as possible. And it's, I don't even know that there's necessarily a way to do it, but in the most, in most lameness terms, the most basic thing is start an account and start showing up and start talking about your business. And, you know, from there it's figuring out the other pieces. So that comes from either Googling a lot of things, downloading a lot of freebies, doing all the free free resources, or skipping all that time that you're going to spend skimming through and figuring things out and hiring a coach. But one of the two is honestly the only way to do it because you need to learn marketing if you don't know it to be able to really scale, you know? Yeah, that's a great answer. And I think I want to draw on that point, like you, you have one of those two paths and you really just have to be on the ground and commit to taking that action and really, you know, Um, Yeah, utilizing that platform. So I just want to go a little a step deeper and talk about how can somebody really work with the Instagram platform to 
build an audience, right? Now that you've mentioned like the core ingredients, you have to know who you're targeting, um, how you're going to talk to them, and then show up every day. Um, but now, are there any other actionable steps that our listeners can really take with them to kind of use Instagram? Yeah. So the thing with Instagram is, you know, back in the day, it was all about quantity, right? Nobody really cared about quality back in the day. It was like, let's post every single day. Let's let's just show up. Let's follow a bunch of random people. They'll follow us back. Something will happen. It doesn't work like that anymore. Um, the problem is, so back then, Instagram was chronological, right? So no matter what, no matter what, was going on, people would still see your stuff. Now it's not like that at all. There's an algorithm now and we have to work with it. So what that means is stop worrying about quantity and worry about the quality. You can make a lot more money with a hundred quality followers than 50,000 useless followers. And when I say useless, it's like they're not quality. They're just random people. They, they're not your target market, right? I have clients that have less than 300 followers that sign high ticket, couple thousand dollar clients you know, every month um, because they have a targeted audience. So essentially, first of all, when you're putting out content, when you're posting, you want to make sure it's valuable and it's important. So are you touching on your ideal client's pain points? Are you touching on their pleasure points? Are you giving them valuable steps? So you actually want to give away your best information for free. And the reason being, nobody actually takes action on any of those things. Maybe like 1% of people, if even that see your content, will look at your free information telling them exactly what they need to do to get XYZ point. But most people aren't going to actually take action on that. So instead, what's going to happen is they're going to see you have this really powerful piece of content and you're providing a potential transformation through the content that you're putting out. And they can see that and they know that if they took action, maybe they'd see transformation. But instead, what's going to happen is they're actually going to continue to read your content and continue to see you putting out this stuff that if they took action would be transformational. So ultimately, they're then going to reach out to you and say, you're telling me all this I need to do. You're amazing. I need you to like actually show me how to do it. Like, or I need you to do it for me if you're a service-based person that like does the, does the stuff for them versus like teaching them how to do it, right? So you... There's no, in my opinion, there's not really a limit to like what you can give away for free. There's certain things where I'm like, ah, oh, that's like my secret little thing. Like, I don't know that I want to give it all away, right? There's certain things that you hold near and dear to your, to your heart. But like, for the most part, there's, there's really no limit. So you want to just give out really valuable content. And daily is important. Do not post more than once a day. That's ridiculous. It is a waste of your time and energy to create content to post more than once a day. Post on Instagram last longer now. Don't waste your time. Also, if you, I mean, if you're devoted to making your business work, you should find the time and the ability to create posts every single day, Monday through Friday. If you don't want to post on the weekend, that's honestly so fine because people don't really come on Instagram as much on the weekends. But Monday through Friday, you do want to be posting every single day. However, if you cannot for the life of you come up with a piece of content, don't post a random quote just for fun to like get a post up there. It's not going to do anything for you because if you just post like a random quote or something random that's inspirational, chances are people aren't really going to comment on it because there's nothing attracting them to comment on it. So it's not, it's actually going to decrease you. It's going to push you down in the algorithm because the post Instagram's going to say, oh wow, like no one cares about this post. So nobody cares about this account. So we're not going to worry about this account as much essentially. So something to note. But yeah, so posting every day, showing up on your Instagram stories, people want to see your face, people want to know who's behind the brand. So building that personal brand for yourself is really crucial and showing up every single day on your stories and that kind of a thing. 
Um, it's scary, but lives are really valuable and important to you. Any, t- any kind of touch point is so powerful with your audience. And it's like, okay, so I'm doing all these things, but like, I actually need an audience. How do I get an audience? So when you're first posting, it's going to be a little bit hard, right? You need to get momentum. So the first thing is you do want to be using hashtags. Um, all 30 hashtags, you can use 30, why not use them? Um, you want to be smart about them. So if you are coming on and you have no followers or you have a couple hundred followers, you're not going to use a hashtag with millions of posts in it or even hundreds of thousands of posts. You want to use hashtags in the like 25,000 to 100,000 post range, to be completely honest. Um, and how do you find hashtags to use? Either look at a competitor and what hashtags they're using or think of one hashtag. So I'll think of, let's say I just did, okay, hashtag business coach. Let's see what comes up there. Once I do that, there, there's going to be suggestions of other hashtags to use. Or I can look at, okay, the people using the hashtag business coach, what other hashtags are they using? You just want to remember, you don't want to use random hashtags. They want to be related to what you do. Otherwise, again, Instagram, which is so crazy, they keyword search your post. So the algorithm, it's like, how are there so such smart robots? It's crazy. But they keyword search your post. And if your post has something to do with the hashtags you're using, they recognize that. And that's not good for you in the algorithm. So be smart about the hashtags you're using. Um, you can geotag your posts. That can that can help you get found. And then the other part is you actually going out and engaging. So commenting on people's posts in um, different hashtags, following different accounts, going to, again, competitors' accounts. So a competitor is honestly, it doesn't just have to be somebody that does what you do. It can be somebody that maybe doesn't do what you do but has the same target audience as you because you're looking for your target audience, right? So going to those accounts and looking through their followers and engaging with their followers by commenting on their posts, liking their posts, even maybe following them. But really, that's what you want to be doing. And then the last piece of Instagram, right, is the direct messages. That's important too, having conversations and connecting to, with people in that. That way. Um, it builds a stronger connection. Um, and also, fun fact, if you DM somebody, then Instagram's like, oh, they're friends. And then when you post, your post is going to show up at the top of their feed because they, they're going to show your content to your quote unquote friends. So that's another fun little thing. So those are, those are the things that I would do to expand your growth on Instagram. Thank you for that. And I think um, to add to your point, <laughs> I actually want to just point out that there are a lot of little tips and tricks out there. Um, and I think we have such a tendency to make everything perfect that we question ourselves, like whether or not we're going to make that post. And I think I know I do this for myself too. I'm like, uh, should I post? I don't know about this. I feel like just post it, you know, see what happens. This is a time to like test, you know, it's, it's not going to like break you, you know? Yeah, it's so true. And being really honest, you know, I, I told, I had a call with my coach yesterday and she almost died when I told her this, but so like I said earlier in this episode, I am like a writer at heart. Writing is so easy to me. I can write five pieces of content for Instagram in less than an hour. Like it's, I, I can just... I write so quickly and um, my entire life, anytime that I proofread anything, especially once, you know, um, what's it like autocorrect happened and it, and it makes sure that you're not like autocorrect on your phone, but like autocorrect on a computer where it like tells you when you write something wrong and so you can fix the spelling so you never miss when you write a word wrong. I don't really have, like I don't, I can't go back and proofread my content because if I proofread my content, I start questioning everything I've done and I'll change things. And that was the same when I was in college for journalism. I would 
I would actually end up butchering a really good article because I was questioning myself. Same with essays in school, all those things. So I actually don't proofread any of my content. Once it's written, it's done and it goes live. Like I don't question any of it. I've written it. It's good enough. If I've written a post and I'm like, this really didn't feel good. This was hard to write. Then I'll proofread it. But if I just like throw it out there and it's good, like I'm, I'm done. So I, I don't even question anything I post, anything I write. I just write it and then it goes live and I hope that it resonates with somebody and it's that simple so like don't waste your time questioning perfection like I like I I mean if this is the inspiration for you like I am a six-figure business owner and I don't proofread my content so don't don't worry about it honestly (laughs) yeah let go of perfectionism and just kind of play and experiment Instagram is like it's always changing every day and come on yes so one thing that works yesterday might not work tomorrow. Very Keep true. In mind. <laughs> um, okay, so what would you say uh, is the value of being an authority in the online space? Yeah, so being an authority, that's what really helps like grow your business, honestly. When somebody looks at you as an authority, they're going to come to you for feedback, for advice, for opinions. They're going to look at your stuff and say, what does she think? Because what she thinks or what he thinks is going to be really powerful. And I know that because they are somebody that I look up to, right? An authority figure. So how do you, like the, the, the real thing is, okay, so like how do I even become an authority? Because in reality, like if you think about it, I don't even necessarily think that this needs so much explanation because when you think about it, it's like, who do we look up to? Authority figures. Who do we, like, you know, it's just like fact in any area of, the, of life, like not even just in the online space. It's like we look at authorities, right? We look at those kinds of people. So it's how do you become that? Um, and ultimately to become an authority, you want to have strong opinions and speak them because, and people are so scared of like speaking their opinions because they're going to offend people. But here's the thing is like, I mean, I guess there are some opinions that maybe aren't the greatest opinions, but no opinions, (laughs) no opinions actually wrong, right? I might highly disagree with what you think, but that doesn't mean your opinion's wrong. It just means I am not your audience. So having strong opinions shows your followers what you stand for and then they can look at it and say do I agree or disagree and if I disagree do I disagree so much that I don't want anything to do with this person anymore and people fear that but the thing is you can't be scared of that because that's going to bring you one step closer to attracting the right people because if they don't agree with what you think then they're not the right client for you anyway and you don't want to you don't want to spend months working with them or whatever so that's one thing to build your authority is to speak your opinions. And then <clears throat> other things are like, honestly, building your personal brand builds your authority because building your personal brand makes people recognize you and makes people think about you, right? So if, for example, I have gotten really into like the spiritual realm, I guess you could call it the woo-woo people call it these days, right? And I love doing like tarot readings and I love my crystals and I love all that kind of stuff. And today, um, somebody, she's, she's just somebody that follows me. We've had a, we've had a session together before, but we don't have a super close relationship or anything. She tagged me in a card poll that somebody did. And she was like, I saw this and thought you would thought it would resonate with you. So I wanted to tag you in it because I'm building this strong personal brand and people think about me now and they see certain things and that builds your authority. Because if somebody thinks about you and they see things, you're now injected into their personal life. And that's what honestly makes somebody an authority. So building a personal brand is really, really important for that. 
Wow, that's a great answer. Um, and since we're on kind of that Instagram topic, I have something controversial that I want to ask you about, and that is what's your thought on Follow Fridays? Wow, I haven't heard that in a long time. So there are a couple of groups on Facebook that I'm part of that say like, follow thread. And I always, if I ever engage in it, because I'm like, this is an opportunity to reach new people, right? I, I recognize that. But I never... I never partake in ones that is like, you have to follow people. If you don't follow people, you can't be in this or you have to follow everyone. Not good. Um, If it's like follow people that speak to you, then I'll do it. But I'll even reiterate, I'll say, I'm a business coach for beginner entrepreneurs. If my content speaks to you, would love to get a follow kind of a thing. Because I don't want people that, I don't want people following me just because they're expecting me to follow them back. That doesn't, that, that goes back to that concept of quality over quantity. That's what it is, right? So if we look at these follow threads, we're going back to quantity instead of quality, and we don't want that, right? Quantity does not matter if they are not quality followers. So yeah, I am not a fan of, um, I am not a fan of follow threads unless it is follow who inspires you. <laughs> if that's the concept of the follow thread, then beautiful. But if it's just like follow everyone, like that's not going to do anything for you. And actually I used to do those kinds of threads because back in the day you didn't know any better. Um, and, you know, it's, it's negatively affected my Instagram account. And I'm like removing a bunch of followers now because they're not engaging in my content and it's, making it difficult for me to reach the right people. Mm -hmm. Better to have 100 people who are highly engaged with your content rather than, you know, 100 times that where no one is engaging with your content. I think that that speaks um, kind of volumes to what we're going for. Exactly. So yeah, thank you for that. Follow Fridays are good if they are based on inspiration. Got that. Yeah. Great. Um, and so now I wanted to kind of kind of go back to where we started just so we can go full circle. Um, when you were saying how um, you kind of had this like mental mindset shift and that's when you started to see your business pick up. Can we talk a little bit more about that shift um, in terms of kind of, I mean, let's put it this way. Do you, do you remember that moment you had the shift? Was it more of like a, an aha moment or is it like a gradual kind of turning point? So I think it was gradual. This is for any type of entrepreneur. This has been for so long. Entrepreneurs are just really into self-help, right? And self-growth and that kind of stuff. However, I was not necessarily aware of this realm of entrepreneurship with the self-help and the self-growth and the mindset and all that. So it kind of clicked for me and I was like, okay, my next coach needs to have something related to mindset. So I found that um, type of container and I joined the program. And so I was working on my mindset the whole time, but there were a couple of things that kind of clicked for me. There was one point where I was on a coaching call and my coach called me out on the fact that every single week I'd hop on the call and this was in a group container. So they were group calls. So basically we would each get our chance to ask our questions for the week. And I would always ask her something related to my mindset. And then she'd give me my answer. And then I'd say, thanks. Okay, so with the strategy situation that's going on. And I wouldn't take a second to like absorb any of what she just said to me. I just shift and move on. And so she called me out on that. And she said, you know, you're like, you're like this, this shell that we're just trying to crack and you just refuse to crack open. And you're just, you think you're an open book, but you're not. 
And that really clicked for me because I've always prided myself on like, oh yeah, I'm an open book. Everybody knows everything about me. And I realized nobody knows anything about me. Like I'm actually very closed off. And that, when that clicked with me, I think that was a huge aha moment. And that, that started this gradual shift, right? So once she said that to me, <clears throat> that was actually, that call actually happened on my birthday. And after after that call, I sat down for two hours on my birthday. I went, we had this Facebook group community and we all would like go live in there and share things if we were having a hard day or whatever. And I went live in there with these girls. They, they, they became like my close friends. I'm still, this was over a year ago at this point and they're still so my super, super close friends. And I just talked for two, like two hours on this live and they all sat there on their computers listening to me and typing, right? Because when you're live, it's just you and they're not actually there with you. They were like typing answers and like questions for me to talk about. I just kind of like shared everything, shared my, basically my quote unquote dirty laundry, right? And that really opened up kind of like a, like this might sound so crazy, but it opened up a portal and it allowed me to just be more vulnerable. And it finally, the whole like vulnerability, authenticity, being real kind of thing clicked for me. And I started to really humanize myself. And over the the course of the past year, I've just really focused on humanizing my brand and making myself really relatable and really personable because we're all like humans relate to humans. Humans like to see other humans suffer. It sounds so bad, but it's so true. So when you share these horrible stories about your past that then have a turning point and a lesson at the end, people connect with you. So that was a huge turning point for me was realizing I need to share this stuff. I need to share my, my, like my not issues, but the things that I've, you know, got made me who I am today, good and bad. I need to share this stuff. So that was a huge realization. And then just from there is just like, you know, continuing on my like mindset and more honestly, like spiritual woo journey of like journaling every morning, being grateful, you know, meditating, getting into the crystals and stuff like that all has really helped open me up and just being open and willing to like explore new things really. But that was, that was really the big shift aha moment for me. And then from there it was like, it's been a gradual growth and shift kind of thing for me. Wow. Love that. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. I think, yeah, because when you were saying that there was that pivot point, I wanted to kind of dig deeper because everyone has such a powerful story and narrative at at which they've kind of made that realization. I call it the point of inflection because You know, it's all very flat until you hit that point and then you kind of just grow exponentially. Um, And I think that's definitely a really big thing in the entrepreneurship, like you said, self-help world, um, where once we hit that inflection point, we just kind of like really grow. So it's always interesting to hear stories of those times with with a lot of people. Yeah. I love that. And I think one of the statistics was that um, women were within the workforce were hit the hardest, right, Mm -hmm. from the coronavirus being, you know, this whole like unemployment wave, and it's really hurting us. But I think that's a great opportunity for women to really step up and really, you know, start to build their own, right, their own businesses and their own kind of lifestyle again. Um, So I think that's really important that, you know, we're starting this podcast, we're getting people like you on here to like really talk about that whole, um, that whole uh, kind of woman empowerment, really. So I really love that and appreciate that. So thank you. Um, I know I kind of threw a curveball at you. um, But I was kind of trying to see if there's 
I guess if there's any way also that you're marketing different now that there's um, this virus situation or anything, um, I think the key takeaway for our audience with this episode would be that you do want to start showing up no matter what um, and start to take action and commit to your actions. And then you'll just, you know, you'll see what happens as you kind of take those actions and really run with it. And you can hire a coach or you can, you know, figure it out yourself. There's a lot of content out there. And yeah, a lot of the the strategy that Becky has mentioned in this episode on how to build that social presence is really important. And I think those are key takeaways that we can use. Do you have any final thoughts to say to our listeners or for this episode before we kind of wrap up? I don't think so. I think if anything, just like if you're thinking about, you know, doing the thing and like becoming an entrepreneur, like just give it a shot, honestly, and don't don't expect to see results right away. That's what I think holds people back a lot. And I, I see a lot of like, quote unquote, failed businesses that I say, quote unquote, because you never really even started, right? It's it's a business once you start really like making money. So don't be hard on yourself. I think it took, I had a coach and it took me about three months before I made my first sale. So understanding that it doesn't happen right, it might happen right off the bat. And if it happens right off the bat for you, like heck yeah to you, let's celebrate. But knowing that if it doesn't, that doesn't mean that you should give up and it doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. It just means that it takes time. But other than that, I mean, I don't know that there's anything else that I would want to add. I think we talked about a lot of good things today. Yeah, I love this episode. It's going to be nice and juicy. (laughs) (laughs) So I always wrap up the show um, with where can our listeners find you if if they want to connect with you or... Yeah. 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 So um, everything is my name. So my Instagram is Becky Fagan. So don't just like look at the show notes and the name of the episode to find out how to spell my last name. Don't even, don't, don't try and figure it out. Just look. Um, and yeah, so I have honestly just like find my Instagram and you can, there's other ways to connect with me from that point. Um, and I, then I also do have a podcast. My podcast is called the, if she did it podcast. So that's anywhere that there's podcasts. I think, I mean, I don't know a platform that it's not on. So, um, if you just search it, you'll be able to find it. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to hop on to your podcast and have a listen. Um, All right. Well, that's this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in with us, guys. And thank you so much, Becky, for joining us with your wealth of information. Super awesome to have you on. And we'll see you next week. Signing off now. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in this week. If you're interested in the Chinese version of this episode, that will follow in a few days. If you liked what you heard, feel free to share and give us a like wherever you find our podcast. And also, feel free to leave us a message via our Anchor platform. Alright, thank you and we'll see you next week.